Welcome to the Write Your Own Story podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Leonidas, and the founder of the Write Your Own Story company. Girl, I can tell you right now, you are definitely enough. Here we value service, sisterhood, connection, laughter, and that super genuine, keep it real, tell you like it is honesty. My hope is at the end of each episode, you realize you can do whatever it is you dream about and that you are not alone with what you struggle with. I'm hoping that you are snapping and clapping and hell yes in your way through each one of these episodes. So if this tracks with you, let's get started. I'm so glad you're here. All right, you guys, today's episode is all about boundaries. What are boundaries and why do they make me so sweaty? Because they literally do. So to me, I am a recovering people pleaser. I think a lot of people in my generation are and the generations before us. Uh, Boundaries, this is brand spanking new concept that I learned at 42 in therapy. But man, do I talk a lot about it with my friends, with my kids. And I feel like it's a really, really relevant topic, especially around the holidays as we are all setting boundaries with so many people in our lives, right? Family is family and we love them. It can be complicated. Uh, Time with kids, co-parents, gosh, man, this time of year, wrapping up work, everything needs a boundary, right? My promise to you in this episode is, although I very, very, very much so am not an expert on boundaries, I have had two revelations recently that have absolutely changed the game for me to be brave enough to set boundaries uh, as well as for them to actually go well. Because let me tell you, when I try and set a boundary, I legit get like super sweaty. Um, Let's start off this episode with a funny story about how I learned about boundaries. So I was in therapy one day. I was doing Zoom therapy with my therapist, and she's just literally the light of my life. And uh, it was talking about someone that I was dating at the time that I'm no longer dating. And it was around sort of, what do I need? And I was like, what do you mean, what do I need? And she was like, this is called a boundary, Betsy. She was like, you have every right to say, hey, this is what I want, and this is what I need. And so she was like, okay, give it to me. What do you want and what do you need? And I journal, as you guys know, a million times. So I always have my journal with me in therapy. And we were sitting there and I got so sweaty. Like, so I'm telling, and I don't sweat. I sweat all the way through my clothes. I was like, what do you mean want and need? And so she was like, literally, what do you want? And in order to get that, what do you need? And I sweat through every single piece of my clothes. She had me write in my journal for five minutes. We get back on the phone and she's like, okay, give it to me. And I couldn't even read it to her. I literally, for the first time ever, had to hang up in therapy. I was like, I need to regroup. I'm not, I'm not even remotely exaggerating. I had an absolute meltdown. So I'm getting much better. As you can see, I can talk about boundaries. I'm in a sweater. And so far, we're doing okay here, guys. Uh, But I promise that this episode is going to for sure let you know that one, you are not alone in the struggle to set boundaries if that is something for you, because here I am with all my struggles. And two, hopefully to leave you a little less sweaty the next time you go to have to set a boundary with someone. So I know this is ridiculous, but I'm not even kidding. And if I can't laugh about the things that are hard in my life, then why am I even showing up for life, right? Because a lot of life is hard and a lot of life is amazing. And if you can't laugh, gosh, the other choices cry and I choose laugh. Okay, so let's take a step back here for a sec. Again, the farthest thing from an expert on boundaries, but the way I understand it is there are three types of boundaries, right? There's physical boundaries. So, you know, that's like a my body, my choice kind of thing. This is the kind of stuff we talk a lot about with kids, um, you know, or just personal space for those of us who have a lot of kids, like you're constantly drowning with being overtouched and you have every right as a parent to be like, I love you, but stop touching me. Um, you know, lots of stuff as we can imagine what physical boundaries would be like. 
Then there's sort of these emotional boundaries. And this is really around the wants and the needs topic and being able to feel into your feelings, understand your emotions, really kind of distill what's important to you, what your values are, and then figure out what you want and what you need um, and how to ask that of other people if you need to do so. And then the last boundary that I'm really aware of, and I'm sure there's a million more and I'm not getting this quite right, is really the boundaries with yourself. To me, this is another real big one. So I have ADHD, as everybody probably can tell. But one of the things with ADHD is you will do all the swirly thoughts, right? I will obsess about something like it is an Olympic sport. And what my boundaries with myself are, are really around, okay, if you're sad, for example, you can have 20 minutes to obsess about what made you so sad. And then you got to get back up and keep going. Now, if I need to come back for another 20 minutes and be sad, so be it. Or let's say I have something work-related to do, but I also absolutely have to do something in order to get the family ready to, I don't know, go to a holiday party that we're going to tonight. I have to set a boundary with myself that I will not get so deeply obsessive about the work thing because I know that it is equally important for me to show up and be prepared for my family as it is for me to show up and be prepared for work. And so I have to put time boundaries around a lot of things. Um, I think boundaries for self can also be discipline. Woof. I'm also learning that discipline is like the greatest form of self-love and that, you know, eating right and going to the gym isn't about physical appearance. It's about fueling your body and feeling amazing from the inside out and processing all these thoughts and feelings that come through our body each day because if we don't move our body, turns out they get stuck. So I think discipline for self is in, and boundaries around, you know, what you do for yourself and how you show up for yourself and how you treat yourself. Gosh, let's talk about that for a sec. So let's talk about boundaries with how we talk to ourselves, right? Like no more negative self-talk. Why We say this a lot, um, but like I would never speak to my daughter the way that the things come out in my head about myself. And I am now very aware and even though I genuinely do love myself, those yucky negative thoughts can creep right in. Um, and you have a choice every single time to set a boundary around that and choose again. So to me, that's really how I understand it. There's these physical boundaries, there's emotional boundaries, and there's the boundaries that you have with yourself. Okay, let's take a big old deep breath and figure out, I have some notes on my phone here, why are boundaries so hard? Ooh, this is a doozy, right? Okay, so I think one, I mean, this is the biggest one, especially as it relates to women, but I'm sure this is with men too. I'm just not a man, so I can't totally relate. But this sort of cultural conditioning and societal norms, man, oh man, how many times I was not really raised by a mom who was into you have to be a good girl. My mom let me show up completely as me, bowl cut, tomboy, sambas, like the whole shebang, but there's this sort of societal pressure to be, quote unquote, a good girl, to just agree and go with the flow. And the more agreeable you are, the more likable you are. Um, and that, you know, we should all do good and be easy to be around. And gosh, you could go on and on and on about this. But I think that is one of the big things to dismantle in our own minds is this notion that society had it wrong and that everyone is welcome to have all of their emotions to show up as messy um, and to just show up as themselves because no one is perfect in this sort of I, this notion of people pleasing to be more palatable and showing up perfect, you know, head to toe, inside and out really is the only way, which is absolutely 
literally not possible, but I think that society has really, you know, tried to make it that way. When we think about the images of women, gosh, in like the 50s and the 60s, they're in their high heels with their aprons and doing the perfect thing. And then as moms, we see these boundaries that we have to put around ourselves that you have to be the perfect mother. And that if you're going to have a career, you have to show up at your career like your kids don't exist. And when you show up at home, it's like your job doesn't exist. And like this is all major parts of you. And so you can't just like splice yourself. Things bleed because you are a human. And so I think just the societal pressure around fitting into these, not necessarily constructs, constructs is a whole nother thing, right? But this societal pressure around showing up as people would expect you to show up. And therefore, when you do that, all the boundaries tend to go away, right? Okay. So that's my first one. The second one this is another doozy, and I think it's really going to resonate with all you guys, especially us people pleasers out there, is this fear of rejection. Like, what if you actually say to someone in your life, especially what if it's someone that you're dating, like, hey, this is what I really want and this is what I really need, and they say no? Or what if you go to your boss and you're like, hey, I need to put some caps on these hours because I'm unable to get home and put dinner on the table, whether it be from DoorDash or from my own home-cooked meal, I can't get it done in time on the table and my kids are, you know, tired and hungry and the whole night is shut. So boundaries around my work hours. And no, that does not mean I'll be hopping online later because when I later, I'm going to be exhausted. So, you know, it's these sort of what, but what if your boss says no? And then we are like, oh my gosh, is my job in jeopardy, et cetera, et cetera. Or, you know, what if it comes to your friends and you say, this is what I want or I need and you know, girl friendships can sometimes be complicated, especially, gosh, growing up. But as adults, it can be complicated too. And what if someone says no? I mean, that fear of rejection and that feeling of rejection, rejection sucks. And that's, you know, a whole nother notion of this idea of getting comfortable with rejection. But I think, okay, so we've got societal norms and cultural conditioning. We've got fear of rejection. And then let's talk about lack of role models. And this is no knock on the generation before us. This is brand spanking newsflash for me. I didn't even know boundaries existed. So, you know, when we think about those who are older than us, our parents, you know, our aunts and uncles, our teachers, our coaches, all of us who have influenced us, they're not real big boundary people either. So maybe you haven't really had someone in front of you showing what it means to set a boundary gracefully. Because when you think about it, just asking for what you want or your need is like really basic human level stuff here. And the fact that it's just so mystified in my mind, and I know many others, is kind of bonkers. But it's because, we, you know, we haven't had anyone really doing that in front of us. Okay, what else do we have? Internalized beliefs. Yeah, this goes back to the societal pressures, right? I did some research on this, which is where some of these sub points are coming from. But internalized beliefs is like, you know, when you've been told or shown or whether it be in movies and TV or right in front of you in your real life, if you are agreeable, you are likable and you are a good person. Like what? Duh. That's the whole, I mean, it just, everyone knows that through line, but it really is at the root of so many issues with people in their life. So those sort of internalized beliefs, those are really hard to unwind, especially at 42. It takes a minute and it takes, it's like a constant exercise to be like, no, choose again, choose a different thought, choose again. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard myself say in my own head, choose again. Emotional immaturity. Okay. So this one definitely uh, either 
we as people are emotionally immature, the ones trying to set the boundaries. So when you do, you come at it from like a really defensive, aggressive, maybe triggered state and triggers are real and that's okay. But it takes emotional maturity to be able to take that step back and wait until you're calm and you can actually feel your whole self in your whole body. Uh, you guys know what I mean versus that like numb feeling um, and just kind of like shouting out, this is what I need. And I think it takes emotional maturity from those who are you asking for boundaries for to be able to just have the conversation. You know, I think we can't control necessarily what they're going to say. They may not be able to agree to it. There are plenty of things that people ask me for. Gosh, how many things do my kids ask me for where I'm like, no, <laughs> but you, you can't really attach yourself to their reaction or to their answer, but you have to know and feel safe enough to be able to ask the question. So I think that that sort of emotional maturity, both as the asker and as the receiver, I mean, that takes two to tango and that's complicated. Um, some of the other answers that I got from my phone really are, you know, some people feel like when they get asked for a boundary, it's like someone has put up a wall, right? Like they're like, you are not meeting my need. I'm putting up a wall. We can't just show up as who we are. Um, I need this from you. And that feels like too much. Um, or some people, you know, I think the common answer that I got over and over and over again uh, from the responses were from the poll that I did on Instagram where that boundaries are so hard, again, because we're all just conditioned to be people pleasers. It feels real good to be a people pleaser. You get positive reinforcement all the time. Um, you know, people want to be around you. It feels great to help others. Um, all these are very real. But at the end of the day, you can be a kind, collaborative, often pleasing because it works with who you are person, but within the boundaries to be able to preserve your sense of self, what your values are, what your limits are, and what you want and what you need out of life. So I don't know. Anyway, I think that those kind of those like five or six or seven really are just the big reasons as to why it is so stinking hard to set boundaries. Like I think about how hard it is. Let's talk about kids, for example. My kids ask me for stuff, as I know everyone else's do, all the time, or they want to stay up later, or they want to rent a movie that, you know, is beyond their sort of ability. You know, I'm not ready for that movie, whatever it may be. I cannot tell you how many times I have to say no to my kids or they want, you know, a bajillion gallons of juice or they want candy for breakfast. And I'm like, no. And it's just this ability to not I mean, they certainly have no problem asking for things and they certainly roll with the rejection that I continue to give them over and over. But it's the ability to kind of stand my ground and my values as a parent and what my rules are and go from there or, you know, setting a boundary could be talking to a girlfriend and, you know, maybe she planned something and didn't include you, but you guys are in a giant friend group and you're just feeling so hurt and so genuinely left out, but she's a dear friend. And you got to be able to talk about that. You can't stuff it away because it gets stuck. So, you know, even if you could have the hard conversation to be like, hey, you know, acknowledging that they probably didn't intend to do that, but that they actually have done it. Again, I'm I'm not sweaty now, but I can imagine myself being sweaty having that conversation. But you can say, hey, it kind of bummed me out that I wasn't included. Um, I know you have no intention to like hurt my feelings, but can we just talk about it for a sec? And just just to hear each other out is like the most beautiful, beautiful thing. Or let's say you have to travel for the holidays and you're going to home to your hometown and your family life is bonkers, right? 
And you just want to be able to get a hotel so that you have a safe space after all the family get togethers where you can go back, take a deep breath, regroup and just have your own space and feel a little bit in control of the situation. You should and can and should literally be able to call home and say, hey, so excited for the holidays. I'm going to be staying at this hotel. I'm coming in this date. I'm leaving this date. And you cannot control, attach yourself or control their reaction, right? You just have to know that you've gone in with what you need. You're doing what you need. You've set that boundary and how they respond is not on you, which is so hard when it comes to family, because again, all we want to do is make everyone happy. So I think, you know, those are just some super interesting examples around why it can be hard, what boundaries might look like. So let me tell you about the two huge revolutions that I've had that have completely made boundaries way less scary, which is why I am no longer sweaty having this conversation. So one, I have just learned after conversation with my girlfriend as we are both tiptoeing into the world of setting boundaries. When I was supporting her, when she was setting a boundary with someone and they just could not meet it, right? I mean, you've said it over and over. This is what I want. This is what I need. People are like, yep, got it. And they can continue to not show up and not meet that need for you. You have the ability to walk away from that situation, but you either choosing to continue to set the boundary or and reinforce it and your ability to walk away, whatever it is, it is a direct reflection of your own self-worth. You know how valuable you are, you know that what you need and what you want, you know, is absolutely worthy of a conversation. And that if it is simple enough and that people should be able to honor that and carry that out for you. And if they can't, they should be able to have the conversation about it. So that was like a whole, now every time I get nervous about setting a boundary, I'm like, wait a minute, I am worth this conversation. This is not scary for me. I know my own self-worth. It's not even from a place of defensiveness. It's just, hey, okay, this want and need is not in my like it is in my head where it's this huge inconvenience. I'm absolutely worth this conversation just as in return if someone had came to me and said what they want or need, I would be so open to it. The other thing, and this goes back to having conversations with people who are emotionally immature, which again, this is all new revelations for me. This was with a different girlfriend. We were talking about boundaries. As you can see, this is why I'm doing the episode. We're all obsessed with boundaries right now. I hope you guys are too. I hope this is helping. So the other revelation that is brand spanking new is that these people that you're having the conversation with should be able to handle it. Like what? Literally blew my mind because I think, you know, we all are surrounded, you know, by fairly emotionally immature people. We know who those people are in our life. Those are the ones we usually try and please the most. And it is so hard to set a boundary with them because you are so used to their reaction, which is why you probably stopped setting boundaries a long time ago. I know that's why I did. So this person, you know, my need is totally worth the conversation. This person absolutely should be able to handle this conversation. Therefore, it is completely not scary. And my body feels completely calm now that I know when I'm talking to someone who cares about me, I have every right to say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is why honor who they are and what they mean to me and say, let's talk about it. And they absolutely breaking news should be able to handle it. Okay, I know that sounds so basic, but it literally, this whole connection to self-worth and trust in others to be able to handle these things is, again, completely brown, groundbreaking for me. So those are really the two huge revelations that hopefully give you guys the confidence to say, as us people pleasers are, hey, this is what I need and this is why I need it. Um, 
So I think, you know, how to set them. This is, I got five steps and then I got a couple more insights from Instagram. Um, okay, let's, I'm going to try and pick an example for like, what is a boundary that I need? Um, let's do, okay, so we've got holidays and let's say that you are married and you're supposed to go, you know, your family wants you to go to their house. You're supposed to go to your in-laws house and your aunts and uncles for something. And then your friends are having like a progressive thing and they want you to go to that too. And you're like, oh my God, how am I going to say no to someone? This is all way too much. Okay. So let's clearly identify, this is step one, clearly identify what your needs and wants and values and limits are. You guys know that in this example of holiday madness, that Holidays are not for other people to enjoy. It is for everyone to collectively enjoy. And I know as moms, we are the magic makers, and this is so hard to kind of put boundaries around that. But you have every right both to stand up for you and, for example, for your kids to say going to four places is way too much. I'm going to have to figure out either how to do it in a way that feels palatable to you and to your family, or you're going to have to say no to a few people and you'll get them next year. Or you can hang out the following week, whatever it may be. So you know that from a value perspective, you don't want to feel so strung out because you know that you won't be able to enjoy anyone's company. What you want is to only go to two places. So what you need is for the other people to understand and give you grace and see them next week. Simple, direct communication. This is another one, right? Because I think us people pleasers, and I know myself especially, when I get nervous, I talk in circles. I'm like, and then I think your feelings might be this. I haven't even given them the chance to answer yet. And I'm already anticipating what their feelings are, trying to compensate for that when really I need to take a step back and be like, hey, this is what's going on with me. Here's what I want and what I need. So what I want is X. What I need is Y. What are your thoughts on that? Can we have a conversation? And that's it. Like simple, clear. It's so easy. The next one, and this is a tricky one for those of us anxious folks, myself very much included, is this concept of staying in your body. Now, I have a feeling that most people know what I mean when I say stay in your body. But, you know, they say when someone is triggered, it's like fight or flight or fear or or freeze, excuse me, or fawn. And those are all out-of-body experiences, right? So either you are getting really aggressive because you're worried that they're not going to be able to handle your boundary, and so you're just kind of shoving your wants and needs down your throat. Or um, you ask and then you completely shut down. Um, I tend to do this a lot. So you'll just completely shut down and just say yes, because you just so desperately want this uncomfortable, which by the way, it's not uncomfortable. I'm making it uncomfortable. Conversation to end. Uh, This sort of fight or flight or freeze is like this. Maybe you don't even have the conversation or fawn is the people pleaser where it's like, yes. Oh, I totally see what you're saying. I did not mean to ask this boundary. Silly, silly me. So this notion of staying in your body where you can feel your butt in the chair and you can feel your phone in your hand and, you know, that kind of stuff is really this notion. Because if you can stay calm, then you can have a rational conversation. This is another big one, too, for those of us who are people pleasers and for those of us who have been surrounded by people with emotional immaturity. um, We often find ourselves anticipating what the person's answer is going to be and then already having additional points to get them to agree with what we're trying to say. Can, does that make sense? I hope it does, guys. So like, you know, it's like, oh, well, if they say no, then I'm going to say this, this, and this, and I'm going to keep going until they see what I say and they can meet my boundary. What you have to do is completely detach from their response. 
All that matters in the conversation is that you're showing up for you. You're sitting in your self-worth. You trust them to be able to have the conversation and you're totally be able to detach from their response. So if you say, I want this, I need this. And they're like, that doesn't work for me. You have every right to still walk away. So if you're like, I, I'm sorry, you know, Aunt Susie, I cannot come to your Christmas party for that's three hours away because I've got these other two things that I'm going to and that are important to the kids. And if she can't handle that, you can just say, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. Um, I hope I could see you. I would love to catch you for drinks next week, I, you know, or we can bring the kids and we can come over and hang out. But you she could also totally flip out on you and or she could totally shut down. And that's the moment where you have to detach from not only the words that come out, but their sort of like physical reaction too. And none of that has anything to do with you and it has everything to do with them. Or I've even found myself setting my boundary, these new set boundaries. And then already because I've already run the conversation through in my head, if they don't say relatively close to the exact words of what I want them to say back, I get real nervous and real sweaty. And I'm like, you have to actually get back in your body and listen to what they said and then have the conversation from there. They very well could have agreed with you and said yes, but they just didn't say it in the way that you would say yes. And you're so stressed out from this notion, this brand spanking new notion of setting boundaries that you can't even hear them. So I think it's this whole idea of slowing up, taking a step back and really just sort of detaching from their response so that you can be equal parts, an advocate for yourself, but most also equally important, a listener. Um, And then the last one is because this is such a sweaty experience for me or because, you know, maybe this is really hard for you is that around this notion of really giving yourself some grace as it comes to this. And, you know, you can I love to say the things that I'm afraid of or that I'm struggling with out loud because for me that completely decharges it, right? So I can be like, um, I think I need to ask you for something and asking for stuff is brand spanking new to me. So I'm probably not going to be graceful in this conversation, but I want you to know it comes from the best of best of intentions and that I'm really excited to try. So thank you for hearing me out. Or, and then after that conversation, if I feel my body kind of like amped up or even the next day because my nervous system like everyone else's nervous system, when you do something hard, that can carry for days. Just love yourself for it. Give yourself some grace. Read a book. I don't know. Scroll some social media. Honestly, I'd rather you go for a walk in the sunshine, but just kind of give yourself the time and the credit that you deserve for doing new things, doing new hard things, and being able to just recognize that like this feeling in my body, even though the conversation went great, I still might feel really stressed. And I just have to give myself just a minute for that to go away and to really honor the fact that I did something new and brave and to especially honor the fact that someone was awesome and open to the conversation. And no matter the outcome, it was still a great conversation, which always brings people closer, which is, you know, this all gets back to connection too. These are our connections with our kids, our family, our friends, our partners, our husbands, whatever it may be. And those are, you know, connection is everything. So I think This notion of boundaries is not only around self-love, but it's around the trust of the people in your life and just kind of like wading through it together. So I don't know, guys, this is really it. I hope that I know we're all going into the holiday season. There's a lot of things that are tricky right now. Our mental capacity truly is just teensy tiny at this point because, you know, we've got lists that we're checking twice. We've got work stuff that we're trying to wrap up by year end. Budgets are coming to a close. We're having to do forecasting for the new year. Uh, We've got, you know, sports that are happening for our kids and new season starting in January. There's just 
so much going on in our brains. But this is also, you know, that also can add to emotional stress. So my whole point is to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. You know, that may not mean fitting in the gym like you always can, but yeah, let's all try and do that. Um, but also like having these conversations, raising your hand when you need help and setting some boundaries if you need to with your family or with your friends or most equally important with yourself. So, okay, I think that's it. And also don't forget my two revelations. Boundaries are a form of self-love and anyone you talk to about your boundary, as long as you approach it and calm and kind should be able to handle the conversation and how they respond is on them. And it's up to you to be able to sit with that conversation and continue to focus on your connection and what you need. So I think coming out of this, the three things that I would really hope that people can do moving forward is one, really sit with what do you want and what do you need um, and what is the boundary that you need to set to get there. Um, Tell your sweaty self to take a hike because you are absolutely worth whatever boundary it is that you need to set and the other person can absolutely handle it. You guys, I'm happy to report I haven't even felt the need to push up my sleeves on my sweater. I'm not sweaty anymore. And the last is to p- practice self-compassion because for so many of us, uh, especially as recovering people pleasers, this is a brand new practice. Um, we're especially, you know, if we're having it with older generations, this is a brand new practice for them too. We're all, you know, as long as you can show up and do your best, then you definitely deserve the self-love of one, recognizing that you're doing something hard and new and two, that you just, you know, you need to take care of yourself a little bit. So I think that's it. Good luck, everyone, this holiday season. And honestly, I think boundaries, I I know boundaries, extend well beyond the holidays uh, into the entire land of time and to all the people that you interact with. Um, So, you know, if you've got a new project at work that just feels like way too much on your plate, you have every right to say no and talk about how you can contribute in other ways. Uh, And we all, you know, I don't know, there's a million examples of boundaries. So I hope this helped. I really um, have loved talking about this. This has been a huge area of growth for me and for my girlfriends, which is, you know, by no means literally the farthest thing from an expert on this, but I deeply care about it. And I care about women and our continued empowerment and the movement of just kind of supporting each other. And I think having these kinds of conversations is absolutely at the crux of it. So boundary up, everybody. Good luck. And let's get less sweaty. All right. Thanks, everyone. Well, that's the end of this episode. But promise me, you won't stop here with whatever it is you're feeling or dreaming about. I hope you leave today feeling empowered to live life just as you see fit. If this podcast was helpful to you, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I genuinely just want to help women live the life they dream about. So if this type of content tracks with you, subscribe to this podcast or visit our website, writeyourownstory.co to download digital courses or to grab a journal and a mug to just dream in and dream with. It's your life, lady. Do you. And just remember, I'm rooting for you and you've totally got this.